Welcome to Wisdom of Fashion, everyone. Episode number one. This is actually a really exciting episode because not only is it the inaugural of this podcast, but I have uh, I have my co-host Mel Martin with me, who's agreed to do another podcast with me, and he brought on a very special friend of his from Samson from Sacramento, I'm sorry, I almost said San Francisco, but that's not true. Sacramento, Helen, <laughs> and um, she owns a boutique in Sacramento. And what we're going to talk about today is the aspect of owning a boutique. And my goal with this podcast, you guys, is to talk to up-and-coming designers and talk to up-and-coming boutique owners all across the country to help the disabled get educated in fashion. So that's my goal for this podcast. So without further ado, I'm going to let Mel take it away. Well, good morning, everybody. So excited to be here, Wynn. Thank you so much. This is a great, great opportunity to expand into another world. And uh, everyone, I would like you to meet a very dear friend of mine that I've known. God, how long have we known each other? Alan, 20 plus years? <laughs> Going on 20, yeah. I think. Somewhere right yeah. there. Yeah. This is Ellen Mayer. She is a fantastic friend of mine and actually current, uh, uh, a former and current health and fitness client of mine uh, over the years. And uh, she has this amazing store called Moxie Threads, I believe, in the old Sacramento part of uh, of Sacramento. And uh, when Wynn was thinking about doing this this uh, fashion-oriented podcast, like always, she'll ask me, hey, do you know, who do you know? And I said, well, I do, someone that I know. Uh, and here you are, Ellen. So welcome aboard. We're, we're excited to have you. Thank you. Thank you, Mel. Thank you, Wynn, for having me. Um, just so I can clarify something really quick, I reclaimed my family name. So it's Ellen Angelo. Oh, we're down here. I, <laughs> I know. Oh, okay. It's okay. But I reclaimed the family name. It's all right. It's all right. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, and we're here. Anyway, nonetheless, mad love and respect for you over the years. And here you are. You own this amazing store. And I thought, she's going to be someone we need to connect with. So here we are. All right, Wynn, let's fire away. What do you think? I think that's a wonderful idea. Now, Ellen, my first question to you is what got you into owning this boutique? What was the drive and passion behind owning what this boutique you own now? Okay. When um I we're we have a business in Old Sacramento which isn't related to uh the uh, fashion and moxie threads, um, but it's right next door. And the owner we've been friends with for 20 years, uh, they had a need and they needed to he- head out of the business. And rather than close the business down because it's a great driving, fun, um, chic boutique in old Sacramento, I said, well, I kind of like to do that. How about we strike a deal and you get what you need and I I get what I need. Well, I didn't realize how much fun fashion was. 
I came from a background where I uh, worked for a law firm um, for 20 years, and I could run a law firm with my eyes closed, but all of a sudden I find myself into this world of color and fun and sparkle, and I just think it's just a – that's how I ended up being here, besides being in love with the whole old Sacramento district, and we have a long history down here, and keeping this whole waterfront area alive and – um, so that's how I ended up down here at Moxie Threads. So you fell into it because of having your business next door. Yes. Yes. And you decided to become a becoming attorney and just focus on your two passions full time. Yeah, I was a paralegal for 20 years, and so what ended up happening is I have a great love for um, for the general public and customer service, and I'm always really interested in how people have come across my past, and this just seemed like a natural thing to do, wanting to move into what I love, uh, the the clothing aspect of it just happened to be a bonus thrown on top of it. It's just been um, eye-opening, learning the wholesale, purchasing, um, the styles, the the clientele, um, just learning how to develop a business and get repeat customers in a largely tourist area. All of these fun and interesting aspects of this boutique is um, I've just really fallen in love with it and just the idea that I get to talk to new people every day and my returning customers as well and know what they like and I give them my phone number it feels like when I talk to them they become part of my family part of my circle (laughs) and so how do you think Ellen from the boutique end of it how do you think the disabled can get in, cultivate with the boutiques and feel confident on the inside and outside with the fashions they pick. I mean, do you deal with people in wheelchairs coming into your boutique on a daily basis or no? I would probably say I see people in my store um, here in Old Sacramento excuse me, uh, once a week that are disabled. And I believe that everyone should have the right and should have the same um, the same advantages as anyone. <clears throat> so when they come, first of all, they come in my store, I, I embrace them and ask them, hey, would you wander, would you please ride through my aisles because I want to make sure that every aisle is accessible to you. And if they aren't able to reach up to some of the higher um, spaces, I am with them at all times asking, would you like to touch that fabric? Would you like to feel that fabric? And I, I, as a disabled person, I realize that they feel they have limitations and coming into a boutique sometimes isn't friendly. And so I want to make, I wanted to make it, and I do make it on a daily practice to make it accessible. And 
also the pricing, I, I make it so that it's also tan, you know, tangible for these people to touch in, um, because a lot of times people are on fixed income and I want to make sure that they're able to, um, have the beautiful things and make them feel good and glow as well. Well, that's, that's a great point that you bring up, Ellen, because a lot of us on fixed income, even me, I'm on a small teaching budget, and as you know, teachers don't make a lot. So yet to afford these beautiful fashions, we kind of need to cut, uh, cut sacrifices where we can, no pun intended, because these up-and-coming boutique owners and these up-and-coming fashion designers are getting um, are getting pushed under the rug because of the big fashion designers and the big boutiques, and yet let's shop locally and let's shop um, conservatively. So now I'm going to it back to you because I know you've been waiting patiently, and you can guide me as to as to get Ellen more in the disabled realm. You know, as I as I listen to Ellen, I, it's it really reminds me as to why we're we're such great friends. And she's an incredibly warm person, and I'm not at the least bit surprised that she takes that time and care for you know for every customer, regardless if if they're uh, disabled or not. And, you know, the thing about small business, and I owned a, a brick-and-mortar business before, in that you're only as good as the service that you give a client. Because, it, you know, just because you open your doors doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be successful. Your personality and your energy have a lot to do with it. So for, for Ellen to to take the time to ask someone to, to roll through and ride through the store to make sure it's accessible and all that stuff, that really that really just imprints a warmth into that person's mind, right, and heart. And that's big. That's huge. So, and that also lends to the whole, if I can even remotely imagine, going into a store like that, it could be intimidating. Um, it, it could be, it could be, in, you know, whatever feelings that you're feeling. And for you, Ellen, to be able to do that and, and create that, that uh, confidence, if you will, is awesome. Now, I, I remember walking into Ellen's store for the first time, and, and what really stood out in my mind was just the colors and the vibrance. And then there's Ellen and the smile and the whole thing, and it fits. Uh, now, it was, it was an established business before. Now, I don't know how much, you know, Ellen, how much of you did you kind of adapt into the store after you got it? Did you change a whole lot about it, or was it as is? Can you can you give us an idea of what it, you've done to it? Well, the store was uh, operating fine, and since I was so green a year ago, I thought well, I, I didn't want to reinvent the wheel. Now that I'm in, I'm adding some of my own um, my own style to it keeping the keeping the backbone of the operation of the store, the things that I know sell. <clears throat> that sometimes is good and that sometimes is bad because if I'm largely more conserved than the average person walking in, then they maybe tend not to buy some of the things that I do. I'm only getting half that market. 
but I think by talking with them and having them um, having them open up a little bit to me, I steer them in the right direction. Hopefully, um, I, one thing I I just truly don't want somebody to do is get home, even if they're local or in Texas, and hate me because they bought something that they didn't try on or didn't um, yeah. care for. And and hate such a strong word, but really, it's I don't want them to say, "Oh, uh, I'll give this off to the goodwill or something." But right. um, they, the every person is so different, and I will ask many questions as to how, what their style is, and I'm hoping that I hit the market. I'm, I'm still seem to have customers buying things every day, so I, I'm going okay. You know, it, it's so important to create the right experience, and the only way you're going to do that is if you, if you connect with your customers, you know. So, like when, you know, when, if and when you're shopping, what, what do you look for when, you, when you're – what kind of experience are you looking for, and what are the things that are, that are important to you when, you, when you're out and about? Well, well me, personally, um, because I'm based in one of the most – High-class town on planet, unlike Sacramento, I'm based in Aspen and Colorado. So, me, I tend to shop online. But, when I do shop publicly, I, I personally like the shop owners of these bigger chains, let's just say Lululemon, for example, asking me, how can I help you? What do you need in what do you need to make your clothing experience successful? Because what I'm coming to find out, and Ellen, you can um chime in on this, is that we have and I say we, the disabled population has not only the physical challenges of getting dressed, but the emotional challenges of getting dressed, the emotional challenges of finding stuff that looks good on, thank you very much, because um, people with, let's say, Down syndrome can't find stuff that looks good on them. So what I like is, from a personal perspective, is someone to say, how can I help you? How can I make you feel confident on the inside out. Definitely. Definitely. The the important aspect for the disabled that I've seen and I've helped uh, is how easy is it to put on? Where is it going to fit me? And how's it going to fit me? And if I wear this, is there something else I can complement it with? Sometimes when if you wore the same shirt because it's comfortable and you bought 10 of them and they're in different colors, sometimes the best thing would be just to have six different really nice scarves to go with it. Yeah. And, um, because yes, I knew that, you were going to say that. <laughs> because they're, one, they're, they're useful, and two, they provide this great color. Now, if a person like me, a boutique like me, have available – um, types of shirts that um, are 
user-friendly, so to speak, because, again, the physical aspect of getting dressed and um, user-friendly and feel comfortable and look pretty and are and throw a colorful scarf or a contrasting scarf, that works wonders. Wonders it does. I sell a lot of scarves, and I sell a lot of scarves not, not just to people who wear them often, but to people who give them as gifts. And yeah. um, they're just – I think a scarf does wonders. I was going to say, Absolutely. a scarf can – um, Jazz has a white T-shirt. If you think about it, a colorful scarf can jazz up a white T-shirt. Just simply put on a white T-shirt and mm-hmm. uh, pair of the leggings – and then smaller scarf on top of it, you're ready to go out the door. Absolutely. And having um, sh- uh, blouses and shirts that um, complement somebody, if they are carrying a little extra weight around their waist, you know, with a dolman sleeve is really beneficial to someone, makes a difference in how they feel. Tying, taking a moment and showing someone how to tie a tie, that hides some of that as well. And have it not be um, – I, many times when I've tied scarves here and the, my client will say, don't untie that. <laughs> I'm going to wear it just like that. Don't and untie so that. Oh, yeah, I love it. Don't untie it. So then what I do is I'll put it on them and tie it where we think it should go, and then they, they just put it in their bag with the already knotted and, um, you know, Fun scarves such as the uh, the infinity scarf, people only think that they they need to wear them round the uh, round your neck two times. But there's fun ways to tie those scarves too that are just then you don't have to deal with the long the long flow aspect of it that you already have a scarf that's on you and complement. I was going to say because if you um, leave it long. You could flip all the somewhat aspects, <laughs> and all of a sudden you look beautiful, and then all of a sudden you'll be flat on your face. So yeah. a scarf. <laughs> you have in, to be careful. Um, a scarf in long sense doesn't help the disabled. No, it doesn't help anyone. But a scarf <laughs> tying it up in a beautiful, um, in a beautiful knot, and yes. There's um, pieces to cover that knot, too. I know Hermes makes um, scarf holders. I know mm-hmm. you can find scarf holders on Etsy. So people don't necessarily have to see the big giant knot because there's beautiful things to complement the scarf as well. And thank you for reminding me, Ellen, I need to start wearing scarves because Quite frankly, I forgot how helpful scarves could be, and pocket squares for guys could also be helpful. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. Well, it just adds, exactly, adds a different color. (laughs) I don't know a snappier dresser than Mel. I don't know a snappier dresser. Oh, geez. Well, I I keep seeing Mel in his exercise. But, um, yes, but I was saying a pocket square for guys could help um, dress things up. But how do you think other boutique owners 
Mel and Ellen should help the disabled. You know, let me if I can interject here for a second, please. The, you know, I, I just want to go back to the whole scarf thing. And now that you mentioned Pocket Square, there's so many things positive about that. Um, a scarf with the right colors can just add so much personality and so much fun to an outfit if it's done right. You know, a pocket square can really just tie everything in, you know, on a jacket uh, that, that a gentleman's wearing. Um, I just love the fact that, listening to you, Alan, that you're, you've taken this whole thing to a, a really high level where you're doing, you're being a great bridge and connection for these people who are coming in, regardless whether they're disabled or not. And, and I'm not surprised one bit that Ellen goes the extra mile to do that. Now, you know, with a disabled market, obviously, um, whatever energy and time you spend in it, you're just impacting them on a positive level. And they're walking away, and they're telling you, please don't untie that. That's massive. That's massive because they, <laughs> they want that. They want to feel that same experience, that moment again and again and again, for fear that if, they, if it's untied, it's not going to be the same. <laughs> you know, I mean, I've gone I, for a long time, for quite a bit, you know, learning how to use a pocket square, learning how to stuff it into a jacket, learning how to even my own scarves, you know, how to how to put around your neck or whatever the case may be. You know, it's you see it once somebody else does it, and you go, oh my god, don't don't change that. Well, it kind of doesn't work that way sometimes. Once it's off you, it's hard to replicate it. You know, so but anyway, I just wanted to say that. You know, your your outfit is always the star, and your scarf and your pocket square or necktie or shoes are just accessories. However, the put together the wrong way, it could be disastrous. Put together the right way, yes. oh, my God, you, you just come out so stylish and so much more fun and so much more confident, and you just feel great from the inside out, right? Don't you think? Yeah. I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And especially, too, on – the aids in the two seconds, especially if the aids don't have a fashion sense of own. Trust me, I've had aids that help me get dressed in the morning that don't have a fashion sense of their own. Then right. it could be a complete disaster. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, okay, I'm the one that has a fashion sense of their own. But uh, lately I've had aides that have had fashion senses their own. Oh. They at least know what goes together. But as Mel said, it can either, your outfit on a daily basis can either make or break your self-confidence. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. as Mel and I were talking about yesterday on other podcast Butterflies of Wisdom, we were talking about branding and branding the podcast, but when you think about it, if you want to be taken seriously, you have to brand yourself the way you brand your company. Definitely. Right. You know, and right. it, it, branding is so important, and um, especially when we have the competition of the Internet, and especially when um, you – when you want to put yourself forward on your best foot. It doesn't necessarily have to be expensive either. You can, um, we can 
find stylish, cute, stylish things instead of that white T-shirt, something that's comfortable for you, something that's uh, comfortable for anyone that needs help getting dressed and still give you that extra just by pulling the sleeves up and um, if they fall down, you know, adjusting them and then throwing a necklace or a scarf on, so. Yeah, exactly. Color, color is exactly. a big thing too, right, Ellen? I mean, color is every could be everything, right? I mean, Definitely. If it's bright or it gets dark. So you know, well, matching the right color with the skin tone and whatnot. And and yep. to me, I'm intuitive. If I see something, if I put it on, even before I put it on, I go, "That looks great." And then when you put it on, sometimes it isn't, but when it is, oh wow, you're you're how you feel inside is just is just fantastic. So absolutely, absolutely. color is a big is a big determining factor. Well, and I'll be the first one to tell somebody that that is not that that wouldn't be their best right. look, and um, that 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 color might be um, might not get the reaction that they want from someone. Uh, but again, there are some really very stylish things that someone who is disabled it and taking the the aid a step further. You know, you can compile four or five different things that you can mix and match with them and that if you have an aid that's there that it doesn't, isn't style conscious, they can grab two or three things that they think looks great and then you, you'll you have the confidence to know that it does. Yeah. It's kind of kind yeah. of like the, the um, things that match up that we used to have when we were younger as kids, the parents would walk in and buy the three things that all had the matching tags and, all the blue tags all oh, together. They're animals, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I, I was one of kids. Go animals, kids. I, I, you're dating, I think we're dating yeah, ourselves. I, mean, you know, <laughs> I think you're a robot. Jason Penny, tough skin. Half I mean, my generation. <laughs> you know? Oh, oh my God. That's funny. Now that, now that I think about it, the uh, late, the early 90s still had that so i i never got yeah it was, that, and they, they, i think they i think they brought it up to uh something of the same tag colors versus the actual animal smell right, <laughs> but, right. yeah yeah, yeah. Just, that just you know one of the other things yeah when when one of the other things that i really really like for people who aren't comfortable with wearing dresses so to speak or is they make wonderful tunics that can either be a dress or can either be a top. You can wear it with leggings. You could not, I mean, you could not wear it. You can wear it as a dress because it's, it's long enough. And they have enough, the tunics that I, I'm exposed to or that I expose my client, the clients that come in here are, have a little more free form to them um, so that they're easier to wear, uh, easier to wear, more comfortable, especially in our Sacramento weather, it gets so hot. Um, they hide uh, bra straps, you know, for lack of a better term, or um, that some of the undergarments that uh, you're, that we have to wear, um, under, additional undershirts. But they're easy to, easy to put on, easy to, um, to don that, and, and someone can help you or you can actually probably do most of those themselves. Yeah, if you had the ability awesome. to do it. I um I was just going to as you mentioned that I reminded myself 
that these tunics have um, have enough capability that you can actually stick them on yourself. And I was just going to say something else. They are now making skirts with spike shorts underneath it. So if you don't feel comfortable wearing a skirt, you could wear a skirt, and it's perfectly fine because no one sees what they don't have to see because they have the bike shorts filled in. Yeah, yeah those are fun. Those definitely are a confident builder as well. Yes. I'll be sure yes, to get up there. <laughs> yeah, well, I I haven't, funny you should mention that now, I haven't seen a, a skirt built for guys yet. I'm sure they have one, but I haven't seen one yet in my filming around fashion. But, Ellen, where can people find you, and how can um, people get a hold of you? And I presume that you have a website and I presume you're my own social media, or is it yes. easier to go to your website? All of those, all of those. Um, we have a brick-and-mortar store at 1029 Front Street in Old Sacramento. Plenty of parking. Um, besides plenty of parking coming visiting us, you can see some of the sites. Uh, there's great restaurants close by, and, yeah. you know, spend come and spend the day. Um uh, there's also a web, we have a website that we update. You know, we sh- we could be better at it, but uh, my daughter Hannah's really taken an interest in the business and has started helping me with the social media and the website. And we're at www.moxythreads.com, and that's M-O-X-Y-T-H-R-E-A-D-S.com. We're we have a Facebook page, excuse me, and we also have an Instagram page. Well, I, I don't know if they're called pages or not. No, you can help me with that. But they, we have an Instagram account, and that's Ellen at MoxieThreads.com. And then MoxieThreads is on the Facebook. And we post we post new things as we get them, and then sometimes I just randomly post older things that I still have. and. Um, we play what we call a uh, scarf here in the store where we start tying scarves different ways and, uh, you know, showing them different ways. And uh, we just have a lot of fun and unique things on online that we don't actually sell online, but you can call me at any time and I'm happy to send things if you, yeah. if you um, like what you see. And I people. You're true. Yeah, that's very true, Mel. <laughs> I, I, think I, I think you should. I think you should. I uh, I would just go. I'm very modest. So. I presume that people could also Google um, Moxie Thread and then um, find you guys. Yes, that way too. Definitely, they can. Well, you guys, I hope you enjoyed this first episode of Wisdom of Fashion. Please, please, please subscribe to it in iTunes. It's in iTunes. It's spelled to be in Stitcher, too. And Stitcher on the Android side. 
And I hope you go and support Ellen and all her incredible wisdom. And I hope that you go and support small business owners wherever you may be. As I said, I'm doing this podcast with Mel to really focus on helping the disabled with their confidence in dressing themselves or at least getting help with dressing. And so that's why we brought Ellen on for episode number one. And I hope you guys enjoyed another fabulous episode. Thank you, you guys. Thank you for having me, Gwen and Mel. Thank you. Absolutely. Love you. Take Take care. care. All right. Bye-bye.